0: mess to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: All right, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty broadcasting from the Southern Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Full show Ricky Roney, head football coach at Old Dominion, on the show today. NFL beat writer Bob Matthews joining us later. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to take your family tonight. And a great place to cater your next event. Let's get right to it. One of our favorite people is on the phone with us, head uh, women's basketball coach Joy Lee McNellis. School starts Monday. Some new faces on the team. Schedule just released. Women's basketball just around the corner, Coach.
4: It is, and I will say you, we're excited. Uh, We had everyone in summer school this summer uh, really like our newcomers. Uh, They all reported the very first of June, first week of June, and I think they're going to be a tremendous asset to us. Uh, Returning, obviously, our four best players Uh, really makes a difference for us. Dom Davis is recovering from her back surgery. Uh, She'll be ready for contact when they report next week. Uh, Leah Grayson looks better than she's ever looked She's much more conditioned. She's lost weight. She's trimmed down. Uh, DeCoria Bracey and Lonnie Cornfield, they have spent countless hours of, of doing extra work in the gym. Actually, to be very honest with you, where everyone could have gone home from the summer break to now, we had three players stay to continue to do workouts in our weight room over break and conditioning. Couldn't get shots up because we don't have a practice gym, and they're redoing the Coliseum floor. But they were able to get in that weight room and stay on track with conditioning with Coach Tony Bratowski that does a great job for us. Coach,
3: when will practice actually officially begin?
4: Well, we'll start our eight hours. Our Coach Tony will have them when we start next week with conditioning and getting their bodies just back in. So they've been out almost three weeks. And we had a great end run. Uh, they ran the football stadium um, to finish the last week of July. And so he'll get them back in so you don't have injuries. You can't come in full go. You've got to work your way back. Uh, and so after Labor Day, we will get our four hours a week with them. Uh, and then the end of September is when the 20 hours start. And so uh, that's when we'll be full go. Yeah. And, man, our schedule's tough, Bob.
3: Oh, yeah, I see that. Uh, I was looking <laughs> at the schedule before I came on the air. You uh, you know, you you got a lot of really quality kids coming back, but, boy, you are going to be up against it when it comes to competitive basketball.
4: You know, we, we really do. I mean, Ole Miss comes to town here. They played in an early eight. Uh, very good team, NCAA team. We play Cleveland State. Uh, and Florida Gulf Coast, both NCAA tournament teams, won their conference championship. Uh, North Dakota comes here. They play in the women's NIP. I'm trying to think all off the top of my head here.
3: Well, Um, and then you have your conference schedule. There's nobody easy, really, in the conference. No,
4: no, 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 not at all. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we play nine teams that played in postseason play last year, uh, which I think a great challenge uh, for us, and then we played like 12 to 15 teams that won 20-plus games, mm-hmm. and two teams that won 30-plus games. Right. And so, it will be very challenging. Don Davis, uh, that will be a, up for preseason player of the year in the league, um, be her final year. She'll be our long senior, and so, we just, we want to be able to challenge and better and we've got a great group of players and you know i'm just telling you i love our newcomers
3: holy smoke yeah they've got a chance to be special coach uh i had an interesting conversation earlier today with uh, scott berry and we were talking about the the nil deals and the portal and the transfer portal and all of that and whether coaches like it or not how difficult is it becoming to maneuver through that every year
4: you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, it really is. Uh, I think uh, just like last year, Lauren was our lone senior. Uh, then we had a couple that we make, whether we made the choice for them to leave or they made the choice to leave. Um, you don't really think that it's going to be that many that you're going to have open spots for. Sometimes it's the best for everybody. Uh, and you just got to figure that out. But honestly, Bob, I think players that are that are in and out of your program—you know that all year. You kind of have a feel of that. There, there's nothing that's going to catch you by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have that feel as the year goes on. The portal has been good to us. That's how we got Dom Davis. That's how we got Deqoria Brakey. We got Nala Jean this year. We're on, uh, Georgia State with 18 on us. Uh, that's a big plus for us. Uh, so we've been able to get some key pieces from the portal. This is the thing I don't like about the portal. The thing I don't like about the portal is I don't think it allows the freshmen. I think it gives the freshmen too much freedom to quit when you don't play them at the position they want to play And so then you have school X that says, hey, you don't have to play that position for me. And guess what? When they get to school X, they are going to play that position because school X don't know them. Right? Uh, they have not worked with them. And I I think freshmen should have to work their way through facing adversity. I think it just gives them a cop-out for freshmen. And I I think it's freshmen, our freshmen, freshmen we're recruiting – You know, I just think it's across the board. I think freshmen should learn to handle adversity.
3: Right. Well, there was a time when you were playing sports, and I'm dating myself, but when things didn't go your way, you know, you had to suck it up and uh, work harder to get the coach's attention and make the coach think, you know, maybe I do need to give uh, this player a shot. Now some of them just leave,
4: right? Oh, yeah. You're exactly right. And that's the one thing that I'll be honest with you, Bob, that I personally battle with because, you know, I've been told a lot during my life that you can't do something. But, you know, God made us different. He just made us different. And, you know, I I can remember when I was recruited out of high school, people said my body was frail. You wouldn't know that now, but (laughs) but they said my body was frail. And people were concerned about my knees and how frail I was. But I had wiry strength. And, you know, I thought I was a pretty tough cookie. And, you know, now if somebody says that to you, it's awful. You're degrading on like human beings. You're making them feel awful. Yeah, you're and, shaming them. You know, yeah, you're painting them. And I mean, that made me lift weights that much more, made me do ten ups that much more, push-ups. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think this is my thought as a parent not as a coach if your child is not getting what they want whether it's high school whether it's middle school whether it's college you do something that no one else on your team does to get that coach's attention and I'm going to give you an example as newcomers we have a young lady her name is Morgan she is out of Tampa, Florida, Plant High School in Tampa, Florida. Morgan, they did a shooting chart this summer. Morgan has shot 20, or actually made 20,000 more shots than any other player on our team. Wow. Guess what? Morgan will find a place to play in our program. She has been in the gym more than any player. Now that's a freshman going in saying, "Hey, look at me! I'm ready to play."
3: You know that sounds that sounds like a Joy Lee different. McNellis player to me.
4: She is, and I'm going to tell you that kid is. Just, she has been in there. This is no early the early morning workout that we had. When she joined us at seven, she was a full sweat and had already made 1,000 to 500 shots.
3: My word, my word. Well, we're going to have to talk and, to her, Coach.
4: Yeah, Morgan Sieper is her name. And she's strong, she's tough. And, you know, we recruited her to play a three-spot for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have moved her to the four spot this summer. And her attitude is, Coach, wherever I can get on the floor, I want on
3: the floor. Doesn't matter. Wherever you want to play me, play yeah. me. Well, that's what we're I want,
4: want to play. play. Well, so, come, we're pretty
3: pumped. We're excited about season starting, and uh, so just a few weeks, and uh, we'll see you at practice, and uh, be bringing you on the show quite a bit when basketball gets closer.
4: Thank you. Hey, September the eighth, our golf fundraiser.
3: All right, got it. We'll get you back before then. How's that? Thank you. Sounds
4: right. good. Thank
3: you, Jordan Lee right. Dallas, everybody head basketball coach, women's basketball at Southern Miss, always full of optimism. We'll be right back. Talk a little ODU, that's Old Dominion University football.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
3: I want to thank basketball coach Joy Lee McDellis for joining us in the first segment. We appreciate her as always. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. Great place to buy all your fall Southern Miss apparel. They're loaded right now. I guarantee you. You can shop them seven days a week on Hardy Street or you can go online. CampusBookmark.net. Also, want to thank the Noel Daniels Motor Company and Remind you that you can buy a new Icon golf cart from the Noel Daniels Motor Company and get delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi, $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs on the course, the farm, the neighborhood, and remember, they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or wherever you're listening for just $99. Just tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon or shop them online at noeldaniels.cars. Noel Daniels, the entire team at Noel Daniels Motor Company here to serve you. They can get you the cart that is just right for your needs. All right, mark it down. October the 7th at The Rock, the Old Dominion Monarchs will be rolling into town. Old Dominion, of course, one of four schools to join the Sun Belt and one of three Conference USA schools to join the Sun Belt last year, along with Marshall, Southern Miss, of course, and James Madison. Earlier uh, in the month, uh, Kelly was at Media Day for the Sun Belt Conference. He talked to uh, Ricky Roney, who is the head coach of Old Dominion, and here's what he had to say about his squad.
2: All right, Coach Ronnie, the Monarchs are coming to Hattiesburg this year, but you got a little bit of work to do before then. Tell me what you like about your team and some of the things that you want to get
0: cleaned up before the opener. Yeah, well, I mean, we have 41 new scholarship players. We have uh, 56 new players total. So the thing I like is kind of just the energy that those kind of new guys have brought. The um, thing we got to work on is we got to integrate everybody in. You know, I mean, we have a new offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach. Um, we have a new corners coach. So obviously there's some change that we, that we have to have, and we've got to make sure that we're all on the same page and, and that our culture is the right way. Is there, is there any, either side of the ball that, that might be ahead of the other at this point? I don't think so. I think that we, we've done a really good job. I think our offense, uh, uh, Coach Decker, our new offensive coordinator, has come in and done a nice job of installing his system. Um, So I think that they've done a a, a good job. And so I don't think that there's necessarily one that's over the other. Obviously, we have a few more returning players on defense, um, particularly when you return a player like Jason Henderson, our All-American linebacker. um, That's going to make you a little bit better. Um, But, you know, I, I don't necessarily think one's ahead of the other. It was really, really competitive in spring. A lot of the coaches
2: uh, yesterday on the western side and now today the eastern side have been talking about their team's personality or what they would like their team's identity to be. So what, what would you like the Monarch identity to be, especially with all the new guys coming in?
0: Well, our, our players kind of chose some things, and I won't, I won't divulge all of it, but you know, they said they want to be explosive, right? make big plays. Um, they want to have grit and an edge to them, and then they want to be you know, a family-oriented team. and 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 really care about each other so you know i think that that hey the the players picking that 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 tells you what they want to be and i think that those are those are three pretty good things right there
2: do do you see the league
0: evolving i mean it used to be
2: high scoring high flying offenses and now as evidenced by you know troy and and south al on the west side and some this team seems the league seems to be moving more towards
0: defense than these high scoring offenses or is that just me well, no. I mean, if you look at, you know, James Madison and Marshall on our side, yeah. um, those guys were elite defenses, and, and, and they, were, they finished way up there in the league, right? So I think that, yeah, it, it defense is, is, is where it's at. Um, you know, our conference, I, I do think you win games in this day and age with offense, but if you can play defense, it sets you apart. And, and so, you know, we were able to, you know, get a big win over Virginia Tech um, really by playing great defense. Um, and so I think that those are the type of things we were able to, you know, stay in a game against uh, uh, Virginia um, until the very last second. Uh, we played great defense in that game, and and so I think the defense is is, is definitely somewhere where you can you can make an impact. You know, people are going to score points, uh, but you've got to you've got to be able to play defense.
2: Now I know you got a lot of work to do before you face the Eagles, but what, what do you expect to see from uh, from Will Hall's bunch
0: this year? Uh. Well, first of all, Coach Hall is a, a great person. I've been able to get to know him a little bit now, and um, you know, I know what type of coach he is. He, one thing he's done is he's adapted to what he's had, right? I mean, um, had some quarterback injuries and things like that and went a lot of Wildcat, right? And, and, and uh, obviously the running back's a great player and, and, and does some great things, but I think there will be more balance I, I think that that's the number one thing I expect to see by the time we play them is a lot more balance in their offense, which will make them more dangerous. And and what, what is being a, you know, people talk about
2: we want to be the best we can be. Most fans translate in the, that into wins and losses. But Kane Womack from South Alabama said yesterday, you know, the term a good team is kind of subjective now, you know. So what what is being a, a good team? What does that mean
0: anymore? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's so funny um, I was listening to somebody you know, talk about a different team. I won't even bring up who they are, but how they could be a better team and their record be worse, you know, um, be, just because the schedule changed and all that sort of thing. So I do think that, it, you know, that's why we like to talk about going 1-0 um, and not try to put – everything on the whole season just go 1-0 and, and like let's let's go do whatever we can to win that day that game that moment and then we'll kind of go from there because you start to try to put them all together and judge yourself and that becomes really really hard and, and uh, you know especially in today's day and age where it's a constant change I mean you, you know you're not able to coach a guy for five years or four years and then see how his fifth year is going to be that 's not happening anymore, so um, it 's a little bit different, and so we all know that, and we all have to adjust and so how you judge you know success is probably a little different too actually, coach, I have said that about Southern miss I, I think
2: statistic uh, you know talent wise they might be a better team, but when you got to play Florida State and Mississippi State on, on the road, and then you know they, their record may not be as good as it was last year, but they might be a better team, so it 's just kind of hard to hard to say you know?
0: yeah absolutely I mean I think that that 's something that's um, and that's hard, right? I mean, we all talk about process and going one to zero and those sort of things. But at the end of the day, we're judged on the results, right? And so, and we know that. And, and so, we've just got to, you got to. It, it, that's why you've got to be very disciplined to stick to that kind of process-oriented uh, approach. And 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 just know, hey, if I as long as I do what I say I'm going to do, and I, I focus on that. We'll see how it turns out. Coach Ronnie, we're
2: looking forward to you coming to Hattiesburg, and on behalf of the fans, we hope we behave ourselves. <laughs> hey,
0: I, I, I kind of hope you don't. I, I, you know, that's one of the great things about college football is, is going into hostile environments, and those are the games you remember. I mean, you know, you, you, know, you remember those games where everybody's screaming at you and yelling at you, um, and, and that's, that's what kind of makes it fun. And we hope
2: you win every game except two. The one against us and the conference championship game
0: against us. Fair right. enough. Hey, that, that I, I'm going to go for the opposite, but uh, I, I love that. And, and obviously, like I said, I have a lot of respect for Coach Hall, and and, and he's such a great man that that uh, I'm always rooting for him. Best wishes. Thanks so much.
3: Thank you. All right, that's Ricky Ronnie, who is the head football coach at Old Dominion. Well spoken guy. Obviously, uh, the Monarchs will be in town on October the seventh to take on the Golden Eagles at the Rock. All right, Southern Miss football will host its annual Fan Fest at The Rock. That announcement was made today. It'll be Saturday, August the 19th. The 2023 season's uh, event will begin with the Golden Eagles taking the football uh, field for their final practice of the 2023 fall campaign. That'll start at 9.30. Fans are encouraged to come early and enjoy the practice from the south end zone of The Rock. Following practice, fans and children can make their way to the field to meet and interact with football players and, of course, Seymour. Head football coach Will Hall will address the assembled crowd at approximately 1045 in the Giannini Touchdown Terrace. That's located on the third level of the south end zone, and you're invited to that. Admission to the event is free, and concessions will be available for purchase. The season, of course, opens on Saturday, September 2nd against Alcorn, and yes, tickets are still available for that game as well as the final five home games of the fall. Fans can contact uh, home season or can buy, I'm sorry, home season or single tickets at SouthernMistTickets.com or you can call 1 800 844 8425. Or you can visit the Pat Felici ticket office on the campus weekdays during normal business hours. So we're getting closer and closer. All right, the NFL is underway. There's an interesting development taking place uh, in the NFL, and that is that uh, the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins, now the Washington Commanders, was recently purchased. And uh, we understand that a petition has been uh, generated asking the new ownership to change the name of the franchise back to its 86-year-old moniker, the Washington Redskins, and also a national Native American organization is approaching the new ownership and asking them to meet with them and threatening to boycott the franchise if they don't change the name back to the Washington Redskins. This Native American organization believes that Native American heritage is being erased by the woke left, and they believe uh, what's happened with the Washington Redskins is an example, and they want it changed back. Bob Matthews is a beat reporter, and he covers the Redskins slash commanders And uh, is an NFL expert, he's going to be next on the show. We're going to find out if there's any truth to this, if there's any chance that we would see this change. And also we understand the same thing is occurring in Major League Baseball with what we now know as the Cleveland Guardians. So is, is the pendulum swinging back? We'll ask Bob Matthews that next.
0: To the top, top. you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: All right, I want to thank uh, Ricky Roney, head football coach at Old Dominion University, for joining us. Also, Julie McDellis, obviously the women's basketball coach here at Southern Miss. We appreciate uh, the input that uh, both of those fine people brought. Remember, uh, Friday, a special edition of the show, an hour-long visit uh, with uh, retired baseball legend Scott Berry talking about his great, great career here all the changes uh, in college baseball, and the reasons. Uh, Probably the most in-depth conversation uh, you're going to hear from uh, Scott uh, regarding uh, the reasons uh, that he decided to uh, retire while he was at the very, very top of his game, his baseball team finishing in the top ten of every national baseball poll uh, this season at the conclusion of the year. All right, Bob Matthews is a reporter for SportsJourney.com. He covers the National Football League. He's been on our show before, and he focuses a lot of his uh, coverage on the uh, NFL franchise in Washington, uh, known for 86 years as the Washington Redskins, but now the the very lame (laughs) Washington Commanders. And, uh, Bob, I appreciate you coming back on, man. Bob
1: Getty, it is absolutely no problem. You know, my question for you is: Did you ever think we'd see a day when you could say, as a uh, fan of the football team, that Dan Snyder is no longer the owner? How about that?
3: Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And who would have thought Magic Johnson would become one of the owners, right? Of all people on the planet, but but he is, and and that that's yeah. a positive thing for the franchise. Clearly, uh, Snyder was just snarled and losing, and and in controversy and and I got several things to ask you about the the organization and the league but first I want to ask you about this I see on social media a, a lot of posts uh, supposedly there is a petition now with 90,000 signatures that is going to be presented to the new ownership supposedly 90,000 fans have signed a petition asking him to return the iconic name and logo and image of the Washington Redskins is mm-hmm. is what I'm reading true
1: well it's true in the sense that yes there is uh, this group uh, you know that is out there called the Native American Guardians Association it is true they have circulated this petition uh, that they claim have 90,000 signatures on it they have sent a letter to the team asking them to change it back um, but that's kind of where it stops um we don't really know a whole lot more about this group at this point and the other part of it is it's 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 kind of a moot point because you could have several hundred thousand people sign this petition and unless somebody at either federal express anheuser Busch, or pepsi Sign off on bringing back the name and the logo, which they're not going to. It's not going to happen because that's why it was. That's why it was changed in the first place because those three companies threatened to pull their corporate sponsorships of the then Redskins when Dan Snyder owned it.
3: Okay, so what you're saying then, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but money's yeah. more important than the fans.
1: Oh, in the case of corporate sponsorships, absolutely, because you're talking about tens, if not. Hundreds of millions of dollars uh, of corporate sponsorship. Uh, that's just the way it. You know that that's just the way it works. Yeah. Um, so you know, and and then when it comes to this group, uh, you know, they've uh, they've done some some interviews on local TV here in D.C. Um, but it just you know, you 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 look at the the forward facing people from it. Um, you look at, at, at some of the stuff that you can find online and it just, it raises a lot of, a lot of red flags. Um, so we just, we just don't know. And and again, it's kind of a, it's kind of a a, a moot point anyways, because, uh, the Redskins name, uh, and logo is just, it's not coming back. It's just not going to happen.
3: Are these, are these native American people behind this organization?
1: Um, see, that's part of what we don't know. Everybody that we have seen either on TV or interviewed on the radio and whatnot, um, they have not appeared to be Native American. So that that's just it. Um, you know, the, the Internet is a wonderful thing. And there is, you know, there's, there's tons of stuff that, that you can build to look. Uh, pretty much any way you want it to. Um, but but uh, until, you know, they are a little bit more transparent about everything, uh, you, you, we're not still entirely sure who's behind this group. I so, guess that's the most diplomatic way to put it. Yeah.
3: So, Bob, how, how have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlanta Braves, who have Native American mm-hmm. mascots and do war chants mm-hmm. <laughs> from the stands, how have they escaped the wrath of corporate America?
1: I think, well, there are a couple of things, um, and I think the problem with, and I'm just going to use it colloquially, the Washington Redskins, for the purposes of this conversation, I think you have to go back to the beginning, and I think it's because the nickname itself is kind of fruit from a poisoned tree. Uh, the original owner of the Redskins, George Preston Marshall, and, and this is documented and nobody disputes this, was a virulent racist. Uh, he was the last owner to integrate his team in the NFL. He said he'd hire black players when uh, the Harlem Globetrotters hired white players. He was against, uh, he, he was He was very forcefully against the civil rights act. Um, the reason he, he drafted Bobby Mitchell uh, to begin with was because the city, the, the federal government would not let the Redskins play at RFK stadium on federal land. If the team wasn't integrated. So, There really isn't any dispute that, that the name, when he came up with the term Redskins, um, it was, it was a, um, it was a pejorative. Um, the other reason I think that the, you know, like you said, the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, the Kansas City Chiefs, I think the reason they don't get as much black is because of, was because of Dan Snyder, to be honest. I think, had Dan Snyder not came out and said, we're never changing the name, and you can put that in all caps, and, and then everything else that he did, uh, the heat might not have been turned up like it was, because this this controversy has been going on for years. I mean, it was going on in the 80s and 90s when Jack Kent Cook on the team, but he was looked at as this nice old man who was a little eccentric, and this, that, and the other, and so it never gained traction until Dan Snyder became so strident about it.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. Snyder was just uh not the right guy. I, I, we can agree though, can can we Bob that the NFL has a woke problem in the eyes of much of its fan base.
1: Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I in the in the eyes of much of its fan base? Yeah, I, I would say that it does, but you know, then you know, there's another segment. I think of of the fan base that uh, you know that, that pushed for for these changes and 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 other changes. Uh, you know that want to see the athletes use their social platform to try you know and advance the the common good of society.
3: Right. All right. Well. Okay. We'll put the name Redskins to the side. <laughs> uh, uh, the ownership has seemingly been kind of open about things that may happen in the future. Is there any chance they at least could rebrand and get rid of this horrible name, the Commanders?
1: Now, that is a genuine possibility. Um, They have been very noncommittal about anything right now, but the name Commanders, yeah, is pretty much universally uh, despised. I think the best you could (laughs) get out of somebody, really the best you could get out of somebody, I think, is that they're like, eh, eh, you know, very... I said when it happened. I said it sounds like there was some sort of a report that said the name commanders was viewed as satisfactory by a plurality of our focus groups. I mean that's what it sounds like. That's right. So yeah, it it is possible that they could that they could change it. Um, you know the problem there is you're talking about uh, the fourth rebrand in five years, but they are open to it. And I think if they do, you would see it be something like red wolves or red tails or red hogs or something like that. I will say, however, though, that you have to remember that this ownership group that just spent six billion dollars for the team, they bought a distressed asset that they there are a lot bigger issues that they have to deal with right now than the name. And chief among them is getting a new stadium. And they want they want it back in D C so, you know, that that's their That's their number one priority right now, and then getting the fan base back is number two. I mean, this is a team that only made that had an operating profit of fifty million dollars last year. That is not a lot of money in the NFL.
3: Well, I mean, I think a big part of that's the the years of losing. Then you take the name away, and uh, Mm -hmm. that's a big. Those are big hills to overcome. I'm gonna hold you over for another segment if you're good. I I do want to ask on the other side if you if you see changes in. The GM, the president, uh, obviously front office changes with new ownership, maybe even a coaching change. And then kind of get your overview of the National Football League uh, and who you think the teams to watch are going to be since you uh, cover that for a living. You good with that? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right, Bob Matthews from sportsjourney.com. Bob will continue with us on the other side of this short four-minute break. You're listening to the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we are glad you are. Hey, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like. It's available 24-7, 365 on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. She does that for everybody except Kelly Santer. And if you know Kelly, (laughs) you know why women don't do anything that uh, he asked them to do. Uh, I want to thank D1 D1 and D-Bat for their sponsorship of our program it is a state-of-the-art training facility here in Hattiesburg for athletes of every age from uh, division one athletes that we have plenty of around here uh, to kids who want to get better at baseball and softball d1 and d-back can do it okay we want to continue our conversation with bob matthews from uh, sportsjourney.com as you know bob well, I'm going to let go of the red skin thing. People down here that know me know how I feel. So I don't need to harp on about that. But uh understood. Let's uh let's talk about the National Football League. You know, Mississippi always has been the Saints have always been the the National Football League team for the state of Mississippi. No question about that. A lot of optimism every year down here about the Saints, but take a look at the at the uh NFC because that's primarily what you cover and Give us uh, Bob Matthews' uh, idea of the best five teams in the NFC going into the season.
1: Boy, that's a good one, because i got to be honest with you, the NFC is wide open this year, um, and that's not necessarily a good thing. I think it is very top-heavy. you probably got to put, as much as it pains me to say, so the Eagles, uh, number one. Um, uh, Minnesota, I guess. Yes, number two, um, and then the and then the Cowboys, number three. Even though I think that that they kind of underachieve every year. After that, you know, consider could it, could the Lions really be the fourth best team in the, in the NFC? I mean, really? they're getting a lot of smoke right now, um, and you know, maybe it's them uh, and the Saints. I think are going to be right there as well. Again best thing going for them is that is that they they're in a wide open division seattle will be okay with san francisco i don't know why i'm leaving out the niners put the niners in at number three dallas four uh and then you can take your pick of everybody else five through the bottom
3: yeah i was going to remind you you reminded all of us about the 49ers i think they may be the dark horse, you know. If, if Purdy comes back and he's healthy, their young quarterback from Iowa State. Too bad Kelly's not here; he'd chime in immediately <laughs> on that. Uh, they're formidable, man. That they're a good-looking football team. Don't you agree?
1: I agree, but again, you know, you're putting you're putting all your eggs into the basket of of the last pick in the draft last year. So that's right. why you know that's why that's why San Francisco doesn't spring to mind. Right off the bat. It, so many teams in the NFC have fatal flaws that you can argue against, uh, with the exception of the Eagles. I mean, you know, again, the Cowboys are a fraud pretty much year in and year out. The <laughs> NFC South, the NFC South has, has had all the turnover, which means, hey, the Saints could be, you know, are, are as good as anybody to pick there. Green Bay's got a new quarterback. Seattle's got Geno Smith. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible how how weak the NFC is and then how strong the AFC is.
3: Yeah, I got to tell you, it uh, makes me a little nauseous to agree with you about Philadelphia, <laughs> but, I mean, I hate the Philadelphia Eagles having grown up uh, in Alexandria, but uh, uh, you're right, you're don't, right. they're you really what, good. Don't,
1: don't, don't sleep on the commanders too much, you know, this is still – with as much bad juju as there has been around this franchise, you know the optimist can look at it and say, "Look, they were eight eight and one last year. That means they weren't bad. Doesn't mean they were good, but they weren't bad. They were somewhere there in the middle. So there's not a big gap to close between the two. And they've got some players. You know, Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State had a great practice today against uh, against the Baltimore Ravens because they're doing joint practices with the Ravens today." Um, you know, like I said, I've been on the Sam Howell bandwagon for about three years now. Um, granted, my wife went to Carolina and one of my kids goes there, but I, I saw every one of his college games. I'm convinced that he was a first round pick in a fifth round slot. Um, and if he gets, if the offensive line can hold up for the commanders, this could be a team that will surprise some people. It really is. They've got a great receiving core. They've got really good running backs. And the defensive line could be one of the best in the league. So it's all about if the offense can score enough points.
3: Well, there you go. All right, Bob. Now I want you to keep my phone number. As I've told you, I have a lot of red skin memorabilia and when the price gets exactly <laughs> right, I'm I'm counting on you to call me and tell me that it's time to let go of it.
1: I will I will let you know when it's when it's time to sell, I promise.
3: It's always a pleasure having you on our radio show. I really appreciate your time, Bob.
1: Ah, oh, For me, too, anytime.
3: All right. Bob Matthews, everybody, from sportsjourney.com. And if you're interested in buying some of that memorabilia, you can contact me here at the radio station. Uh, I have a closet full of coats, jackets, sweatshirts, jerseys, none of which are applicable anymore, thanks to the left. <laughs> All right. Thanks to Bob Matthews, Ricky Ronnie, Joy lee McDallas. Fun show today. Remember, special one-hour show tomorrow. I'm sorry, one-hour show Friday with Scott Berry. Kelly is back tomorrow. That's what I meant to say. Until then, thanks for listening. And Southern Miss to the top. Future, I want to fly
4: like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. I go the
0: A Super Talk, Mississippi Media Production.